Hey, sorry for um, for the audio. Might be a little odd, but just kind of going on my um, my uh, AirPods right now. Gosh, I don't know why I have a hard time talking. Anyways, uh, what's up, guys? This is your boy Jay, and this is Jay Walking the Podcast. Damn. Um, been a two week hiatus. And I'll be honest, uh, you know, got sick and really just had to take time to uh, get that all out of my system and just recover. Uh, The process was crazy. Um, I mean, I don't know if I directly want to go into detail about everything that happened within that kind of like two week three week span but uh, you know all I can say is I I really do thank God for uh, providing me a healthy body healthy family healthy family and friends I can't emphasize that enough Uh, when you're put in a position like that you obviously think first about your health but at the same time too a scary thought comes in and uh, you think about your family and you know just during tough times like this you just gotta put your trust in uh, whatever sort of faith you have and I don't discriminate at all whatever sort of faith um, that you have take full pride in that and really just enrich your soul and body um, within it you know, uh, life is just so short and it's, tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed for any one of us, you know, so all I can say is that it's, it's a blessing to be here, to be able to talk, to be able to walk and, you know, still kind of recovering from, uh, symptoms and stuff like that. Well, not symptoms, sorry, (laughs) just like lasting effects, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm good on, on, everything else so uh super blessed to be here and talk uh just kind of off the rip wanted to wanted to talk to you guys i didn't even come up with any sort of uh you know content or thought process in mind i guess what we can really talk about is sports you know that's that's one of the things that uh i think that i have put a lot of effort in and definitely definitely learned a lot throughout that uh three week span just about you know history and of a good amount i mean again i'm not really a soccer guy so i didn't you know dive into that sorry for anybody who uh, watches soccer and listens to this but uh more so like boxing basketball of course baseball really big and football as well so um man i remember last time i had talked about just kind of like every sport coming back into play i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna cry when i watched the first game and um i did not 
but I will say um, it was pretty emotional for me just considering, um, you know, what I was going through was some of the first games I was still isolated and did not see my family for quite some time. So just kind of knowing that I could still connect and have my passions there in some sort of fashion, then it it was, you know, really uplifting. And I think that's really what the nation needs. You know, it's so tough out here. And um, I can really only speak for the NBA. Of course, you know, other leagues are taking action as well, but the NBA is really pushing it out. Uh, just social um, injustices going on that have really plagued our um, outlook on society. I think society as a whole needs needs a whole new revamp in how we treat each other. Um, you know, er, people like to really get political into it, but all I will say is that um, minorities, people of color, every everybody just wants to be given a fair opportunity, fair chance, and, you know, want to be treated the same. And by that, you know, I think you should interact with every sort of human being the way that you would want to be um, treated. So that's all I'm going to speak on that. But I'm really glad that the NBA is really pushing that out. Every sort of commercial break, it's it's provided. And then in the games, there's also kind of the little backdrop links into what each player is uh pushing for within their organization and uh, donation little charity stuff like that so that's really cool what i would kind of like for them to do too i know like you know covid is a big thing too so i don't know if this is really going to work but uh they allowed them to change their names on the back of the jersey so it'll say equality uh black lives matter you know something that is uh, geared towards the social justice um, little slogans and stuff like that. But it'd be really cool to see those go on auction and and provide the funds to numerous foundations. I think that that would be cool. I don't know if they've taken that into consideration or how that would work. You know, COVID, dudes are all sweaty. I don't know. But either way, at the end of the day, they should, they should look into that. Um Again, just kind of going off script, uh, the NBA, I'll talk about that first. I think that was the first game I saw. No, 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 it was the MLB, but I'll talk NBA because that's where my heart and passion lies. Um, just seeing the NBA, I don't have a problem with it at all because I, I you know, kind of. So during the summertime when everything is said and done, I always find myself watching little scrimmages or. Uh, pick up games that they that the star players have and they'll provide footage and it'll be kind of like crazy pickup games like Kevin Durant, D Book, Bradley Bill, James Harden type of shit like that, you know. So I constantly watch that. And the only sort of audio that you'll really get is, you know, pickup game audio. You don't really get um crowds or you know, defense type of noises and stuff like that you just you'll get maybe a couple songs thrown in there 
uh, and just, you know, the homies all balling out and calling stuff out, picks and everything. So I have no problem with that. Uh, thought that the NBA did a pretty good job in kind of making it seem at least to the audience that it's uh, natural and even just providing kind of like the virtual fans or whatever is pretty cool to me. But uh, I have no problem with the games. I think the games are running by pretty smooth. Depends on who you're watching again. But um, yeah, I've just been watching Lakers and Suns and think the games have gone pretty good uh, and really no complaints speaking of the suns everyone was out here doubting us and i'm not gonna say shit but i am gonna say that we're 3-0 in the bubble we're really making a name devin booker just had that crazy crazy and i mean that's like kobe-esque spin away fade away jumper on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to get the game winner. That's fucking, that's insane. I, I'm sorry. I just have to gloat about that. I mean, regardless of the outcome, if we get a playoff spot or not, that goes down in history as one of the craziest shots um, for the Suns organization for, you know, basketball. I think I'm saying that in kind of a, uh, crazy well not a crazy tone but just really taking the moment in because i think when it's all said and done again you're gonna have like a 30 for 30 documentary this being in a bubble for three months without seeing family and really dedicating sacrificing all to just get this championship and save the league for years to come it's huge it's huge and it's so monumental of all the things that are going on as well with it that they got to make a doc. And that's that shot is going to be in there. It's going to be in there. It's fucking nuts. So shout out to those boys. Shout out to the Lakers also getting the number one seed, uh, mainly LeBron. He hasn't had really a spectacular game. Um, people always think that, yeah, I'm a LeBron lover or whatever I'm not going to lie. I love LeBron. That's my guy. That's my GOAT. Um, he's also 37 years old, playing a new position, trying to get his guys in, um, in rhythm for the playoffs. Really, I think that's what it's coming down into. But uh, what I'm seeing right now, and again, maybe it's just because it's not playoffs, He's he is taking his foot just too much off the gas pedal. Um, there's some plays where I see him pull back and try and shoot a three. I don't mind it when it's in rhythm or flow of the game and you're feeling it. You know, heat checks, fuck it. Go ahead, shoot that three. But when it's like a contested one or just kind of out of rhythm, throwing up a shot just to throw a shot up, I don't, I don't really, I don't like that at all. And I don't like that he doesn't feel the need to drive in on on these guys. Like, just the other day, who did he have on him? Um, sorry, again, um, I wasn't thinking of content. But uh, just, he's been having centers. You know, he'll get the nice switch up and then he gets a center on him. And the center's like, you know, backing up. Or they're not the most athletic dudes. 
So, you know, you could take that jumper again, but when you're in rhythm, not just randomly. And try and shake them off while you're at it. Don't do like some lazy dribble and shoot the ball. Or or you're athletic enough to drive in on them and get some contact. Big guys, small guys, he's able to do it. And he just hasn't really been attacking the rim. Uh, Anthony Davis has really just been the spotlight on the Lakers. Rightfully so. He's in his prime. He's taking advantage of the moment that he's got with this team. And, you know, shout out to him. He's he's making it happen. I think this is really a good time for players like him and D-Book to really showcase um, their talents and what they're capable of. Of course, you're always going to have big-name guys like LeBron, Yanis, and James Harden. But, you know, it wasn't until Anthony Davis put on a Lakers uniform that a lot of the casual fans started to notice just how great he is. So, um, yeah, I think he's been uh, nothing short of that. He's been terrific for them. Uh, Great for them. I don't... I don't mind the Clippers, but I just don't like Paul George. I don't really want to see them really succeed, I'll be honest. I like Kawhi, though. Kawhi's good. Uh, Luca, he's phenomenal, but at the same time, I watch him play. And when he played against the Suns, man, man, it's just so crazy how dude gets superstar calls in his second year, and and Devin Booker gets mauled and gets no calls. You know, it's fucking nuts. Uh, so that's the one thing I don't like is that he really pushes on the ref to get those calls and um, guys who have been in the league just don't get that same recognition by the refs. Don't like that at all. Uh, so make a prediction. I think that, well, I think I already made my prediction, but I I stick to it see the lakers going now on the east i don't know i really don't know now because the bucks have kind of shown just a little bit of um, weaknesses within these last couple games mind you gannis and middleton were sitting out against the nets but still i mean i don't know do i fully trust them there's been times where Gannis's teams were like coming in hot and they just kind of burnt out. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready to take full advantage of what the East has become. And that's not to say that there's you know bad teams out there in the East, like shit teams that are in contention. Uh, look at Toronto. Toronto's defense is incredible. That. That is spot-on defense. They can play zone, and they play man-to-man. They just clog up lanes because they got the length to do that and the athleticism to really drive by and get through uh, these picks and everything. So I like them. I think they're a really dope team to see. Uh, Celtics, watch out. Jason Tatum got that strap on him. He is going nuts. He got that haircut, and he ain't looking back for real. Uh, Jalen Brown, development has been phenomenal uh he's gone beyond just the defensive player that he 
came into the league being labeled as. Uh, Gordon Hayward is still, like, you know, kind of recovering from whatever. Uh, he hasn't been the same player, but they still got Kemba, and he's recovering from everything that's going on, too. So once that team is at 100%, you got to watch out for them, too. They're they're really good. Um, so, yeah, NBA bubble right there. I don't I don't want to say that that was the first sport that I watched. I think it was baseball. A lot of the baseball organizations were having the spring <laughs> spring training camp 2.0 aka summer camp go on and they would play these uh games just within the organization so team A team B go at it. So I watched a little bit of that with the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, but it really wasn't until opening day came um, and I saw Mookie Betts. He signed the long-term contract. Phenomenal player, once-in-a-generation player as well. <laughs> really, he is. I mean, he's a five-tool guy. He hits, he defends runs the bases he do, he does everything um and i think guys like that you really can't let go i think the dodgers had their eyes set on them and also one thing uh this isn't the most baseball orientated podcast but let's be for real okay so i'm gonna just set the record straight early 2000s the Dodgers organization management was straight butt cheeks, okay? I'm just saying it. We rarely paid for free agents an absurd amount. I think that just because we're an attractive market, it gets labeled, oh, they pay for all their players. And that's not true. We don't really go by the numbers and do that. Um, of course, we pay the guys that, you know, put a dent or you know make their mark within the organization we got andre ethier mark uh matt kemp kershaw guys like that who are deserving of it but we never are like the yankees and go out and create super teams you know I, mookie uh is really the exception when it comes to offering these lucrative lucrative uh, deals that just seem really absurd but mind you I mean Kershaw's was kind of crazy too but he's homegrown you know a lot of our players for the past seven years have been homegrown guys and of course we make the big trade at the trade deadline but those are pushes to try and win a world series they're not made in the off season. they're made right there on the spot we need hitting uh, let's get Manny Machado because Corey Seager is out. Manny Machado's ass, really, and doesn't do shit for the organization. We're like, bye, we don't even want to resign you. Uh, you know, we needed pitching. Let's go get you, Darvish. Uh, and it's really terrible to say, but the whole World Series left a bad taste in the Dodgers. And honestly, with fans, too, just did not appreciate that. And come to find out they cheated. So, like... It's crazy how the Houston gets let off for all this nonsense that they did. Um, and I cannot stand them. 
I think that that shit is really just some a mock and a disgrace to baseball. And people can say, oh, people been taking steroids for, you know, that's a different argument. Of And if you want to pull the no sin is greater than another, well, I'm just saying there's a difference in, you know, cheating. Okay, someone taking Adderall or whatever can be super locked in on the test and, you know, still come out and possibly get answers wrong. Whereas someone who knows what the questions are and what the answer is, like, that's fucking nuts. I don't care what you said. If someone told me in high school, hey, we got a system where it can tell you what pitches are coming. Dude, I would have, you would have seen me low key be in the minor leagues by now. I would have been grinding. That shit would have been insane. You know, I could have been picked up. I don't know about that, but I'm going to just say that because that's how strongly I feel about that. Okay, off topic from what I was saying. Either way, Dodgers don't really pay their pay for free agent signings all the time. Mookie has been the exception literally within like the past two decades really so that's all i'm gonna say about that anyways seeing baseball was really relieving because i was in a in a really weird state uh again just trying to recover and just knowing that sports was coming back really led me to believe that i can come back that i can battle any sort of adversity that's that lies ahead so uh it's beautiful beyond beautiful just seeing these games being played and you might think i'm dramatic but seriously i mean we haven't had live sports um in three months and when your passion your career is set towards those things i think you look at things so differently and really gain a sense of appreciation and love and care for those things. You don't ever want them to kind of go away. But it's just great having them back. Obviously, it got the Dodgers going to the World Series. Uh, Diamondbacks. Uh, I don't know what's been going on with them. I thought that their lineup... Uh, looked really good on paper. I thought that they could make a push for something. Obviously, this is a 60-game season. And I always make the comparison that baseball is a marathon. In this case, it is a full-on sprint. 60 games is smaller than the NBA's regular season. So you're going to get fun, uh, meaningful play from all these players. I mean, it should happen. Um, in that sense, if they really want to contend, but ask the Marlins and ask the Cardinals, they'd rather go to the clubs or the casino and pick up COVID, leaving the season in jeopardy. That none of my business. That is none of my business. So, what are you gonna do there? I mean, people fuck up, but if you don't want to play, don't play. Or if you're not taking it serious, then don't play. Leaving money 
and the future of the league in jeopardy doing stuff like that. So don't really care for it. Got the Dodgers going. Uh, Yankees are looking fucking crazy good. Um, short season. Don't know if that lasts. Dodgers, they're kind of getting their groove here and there. Padres are like the kind of low-key team that did not know that would come out of the gate looking that good. But who knows? Uh, Manny Machado's on them. Well, on that team, so fuck them. I'm sorry. That's just how it has to be. I don't. I don't even care for him anymore. And he was one of my favorites. But yeah. Um, who else is uh pretty good? Oh yeah, the Astros have been asked, so that's good too. Um, guess you um aren't really that good if you don't know what pitch is coming. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know exactly when the trade deadline is for them. Uh, for these teams and stuff like that, but I kind of want to see the Diamondbacks go in on a kind of marquee player and make a push. Don't know if that'll happen. Kind of like a J.D. Martinez, but ends up liking it and wants to stay type of a deal, because that would be pretty dope, but you can only wish. And football is also on the horizon as well. But who knows how that's going to play out. Football's played in, you know, flu season. No talks of protocols, really, or bubbles. Um, I think, really, the only way sports can work is in a bubble. Or if you're really strict on your guys. Who knows how that all plays out. Who knows if there's fans. And I say that because, you know, kids are going to school and it's fucking insane. The world is so insane. So all I can say is a couple points wanted to make. Really did not expect to make this podcast, but I wanted to come out with at least something. Two, so glad that the NBA is back. Love that the Lakers are number one seed love that the Suns are making this push and getting some national coverage on them for MLB is looking shaky with all the COVID stuff five Dodgers are my team six who knows about the NFL seven but what we do know is that Kyler Murray and D-Hopper about to be nice if the season is played out. Number eight, I don't think Dak is worth that money. Number nine, Black Lives Matter. And number 10, um, wear your mask and be safe. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Love y'all. Appreciate you uh, tuning in on this little segment of uh, Jay Walking the Podcast. Here. So, uh, if you made it this far, this is a little sneaker section, and try to think too, just on the spot. 
of uh, content that I can talk about, but fuck it, we're here. <laughs> um, so, what I can say is during my self-isolation, I'm over here in bed, haven't gone outside, I think it was like 10 days or something like that, well, didn't go outside for 13 days, but it's neither here nor there, but just trying to figure out the timeline, I think I'm like day 8 in it, and I wake up uh, to a text early in the morning from my girlfriend, and I'm just like, what the hell, because for one, she never wakes up early, and two, I look at the text and it says, hey, check out my latest pickup from the sneakers app, so it was like an automated little message thing, sorry, I had a yawn, it's kind of late, <laughs> and it's a little message thing from her, and uh, it has a photo of the off-white fours. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's that's dope. That's crazy. Because the only other win she has on sneakers is the Sean Weatherspoon. So I'm like, damn, uh, just hit on lotteries, I guess. Uh, don't hit on little small things. <laughs> and, yeah, so she texts me. And she's like, yeah, I got them. Uh, it had, like, a little notification saying girls get first access. And. I just clicked right away on it. I was like, oh, congrats. That's so dope. You know, happy for you. And she's like, oh, I got them in your size. So that right there is a great heart. She is so loving and caring. I appreciate her. In my head, I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy for retail. Copped. Yeah, so that was a beauty. And I remember talking to the homies about those fours in specific and just saying like yeah i think they're all right you know not really like anything crazy that virgil's done you know like uh the fives he took out the side panel little bulges and stuff like that and made the material weird like a ballistic mesh or something like that and even as far as the ones uh different materials obviously looking deconstructed so it, the ford just kind of looked like a different colorway but it was still pretty dope just not like a top tier type of thing until i got them in hand and i was like holy shit these are so clean literally they're nuts i was like damn these are really about to go well with jeans with shorts uh, any sort of crazy cargoes i mean they're they're beautiful really it, and that's kind of an understatement uh there's sometimes where you look at shoes and you'll be like ah, eh, that's really underwhelming but these are pff, getting them straight out of the box and of course there was a cute little letter in the box when she brought them over but uh yeah looking them looking at them out of the box they are top notch i'd say it's one of virgil's best uh works that he's done really is um the deconstructed part really comes when you're lacing unlacing the four and 
once you do that and the little web thing that you put the laces through at the top uh, if you don't do it then the materials for the upper kind of like not shred away but they're obviously movable so and and that's not really seen in the fours like that so i guess that's his little creation collaboration on that well regardless the colorway is fire i love those and then it was probably like a week or two yeah i'd say a week like a week and a half that for all my fellow sneakerheads i just i know we're in this together maybe i'll get like some sort of response back but sometimes you really just get an itch to get a shoe um and i understand that but sometimes for those who are really heavily invested in it you get the urge to get a fire pickup or something of that magnitude because i go through that shit like okay i need to re-up or <laughs> you know like if it was an addiction which it isn't it is not an addiction i could step away and i did uh, for some time but i'm just saying though because i'm back in it that you you get into that habit so there i am and i'm like yeah i love my fours babe oh shit i really want some grateful deads and she's like well what the hell i just got you some off-whites i know and i love it appreciate it i guess maybe because it just wasn't my sort of effort and someone gifted me it that i felt like i was kind of robbed of the experience of i don't know there's always some sort of thrill with getting your own shoe uh and this is at any level, whether you got them a GR release that you were, you know, kind of hyped on. There's a thrill with it, whether it's your grail or your little re-up thing. It's a thrill. And I promise you, I don't judge you on any sort of thrill that you get. Go do you and be happy because that's that's really what it makes me feel is like I'm happy and accomplished out here getting some crazy shoes and again i'm not rich at all um i think i got two people donating to the podcast shout out to y'all appreciate y'all love y'all but uh other than that i just whatever sort of money i get in my paycheck some goes to savings some goes to my account other miscellaneous things so in that case, I kind of just invest in pieces that, yeah, I'll wear, but I know that in due time, um, I can get rid of it and be okay with it because I won't be wearing it all the time and make some money off of that. I always try and get pieces where I can get some money back, if not more. And it really helped out. Went in to AZ Thread. Shout out to the guys over there. That's family. Uh, I had sold some Travis 270s uh, just because I had picked up those off-whites and the Yeezy Wave Runner Tom Sachs. So it all kind of fell within the same 
brown cream color palette that I was like, eh, we got to get rid of these, you know. Really didn't have a problem, got rid of those, and then I went on to sell a Chicago Bulls wrap tee. I think it's in one of my photos. Uh, some of those pieces you wear a lot, and others, that's like a one-time thing. And the price that I got it for, everything that was going on, I was like, okay, well, this is an event. This is an investment piece, and it worked out, you know, later down the road. Um, sold some Royals, and I, I do have bread, so it kind of works out. And I also have Union, uh, the blue ones, so kind of wear those more. I love Royals, don't get me wrong, but just other stuff going on. So got rid of those. They were worn, and all my shoes are worn too, so don't think like, damn, these are dead, so I keep kind of getting ripped. I'm just saying, I always wear all my shoes, so it's not the same sort of value attached to it. I sold that, and I sold a pair of my Kendrick Lamar's, uh, the Cortez's. I haven't worn either one of those pairs uh, probably in like a year, really. Uh, I love those. They hold so much sentimental value, but if it's like a... You know, if it's just sitting there collecting dust, then I hate to do that and would rather have someone wear it and appreciate it, you know. So, got those off. And with that, then I was able to pick up the yellow pair of the Grateful Deads. Now, out of the pack, out of the pack, I do have to say that these are ranked third. They're ranked third. They're not the best. And I know some of y'all finna be like, well, why the hell did you unload, you know, all this shit to pick up ones that aren't even your favorite? Let me explain again. It's it's investments. It's pieces that I wear and then, you know, in due time, if I'm not feeling them, it's just a cycle. That's really what it is. And with those, having a pair is better than not having a pair and having that stuff. All the other stuff just kind of collect us, you know. So I was like, okay, well, I'll pick them up. Um, and when I was looking at the pairs, yellow, I don't really have any yellow shoes. Has that baby blue. So I was like, hey, fuck it, we'll get them. Uh, what ended up becoming my favorite pair is the most expensive pair, exclusive pair. Hurts my soul to the core. But it is that orange pair, which is incredible. Um, I could see myself when COVID is cleared up and I go to a Suns game wearing those. <sighs> Love those. Why do they have to be $5,000? Uh, that shit hurts my soul. But can't really be too down about it because... Then the green pair is out. I'm like, well, shit. I love the green pair as well. The green pair to me is like one of those shoes you have in your collection that doesn't really match with shit, but ends up matching with a lot of shit, if that makes sense. You always have like those random shoes. And I feel like I can't really put a mark on it, but just know that everyone has a shoe in their collection that does not really match with shit, but you end up just putting it with your pieces and then it works out. That's what I feel like the green and blue pair would do. And those are sick to me. 
and then the yellow pair is there. So I was like, ah, fuck it, you know, I'll take it. And I did not really see any sort of like nine and a halfs or tens out in the market just at all, really, you know. Um, I was out here searching on pages on Instagram, pages on Facebook, pages on OfferUp, did not really find all too many, and then when I did, then people were super extra about it, not saying I was lowballing, but I wasn't gonna throw them a whole StockX check at them, I'm like, you're nuts, okay, buyout is at 880 or 800 bucks, around that mark, and for me to just give you full-on StockX money right there on spot, which I understand you have the shoes on on spot again, but is it worth a $400 difference? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really get on people's heads about StockX, but just knowing all the added fees and the rates have gone up, I just try and stay away from that, so... Here we are, got the yellow pair, and in hand, I liked them. I was like, yeah, these are pretty dope. But then when I got home, tried them on with the fit, I was like, ah, these are kind of it. I'm messing with these. Dunks have kind of been like, I know it's the trend now, so can't say, oh, it's my thing. But uh, I'm really digging how they look with my style because I rock the, you know, crew socks or whatever and basketball shorts it's a really casual fit and I feel like they look great with that little summer revive it's just hard to wear Jordan ones and especially like the darker colors right now uh, just because it's hot as shit here in Arizona so I don't even want to deal with that Um, but yeah I guess where I'm going with all this is those were my two pickups during this two-week hiatus, three-week hiatus, whatever amount it is. But during that span, I picked up those two shoes. And I'm pretty happy about it. Um, Now, the real question is, what shoe is better? But that's a tough question. That's like asking what kid is better. Of yours, obviously. You don't want to be out here <laughs> judging other people's kids and be like, yeah, the, yeah, you know, your daughter's way better than your son. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Don't do that. Um, but we're here, and we got to decide. And shit, man, because I was not, I guess you, both shoes both come in with, you know, kind of low expectations and then end up setting a kind of big big mark on your closet space and being like hey well these can match with you know so and so and that can go with so and so so you end up loving them um i i don't know the the one worry that i have on the sb is the material and just kind of that teddy bear material whatever is that's on the upper obviously sorry for yawning Uh, when i'm recording this it's almost two o'clock in the morning so 
apologize, but uh, yeah, so that teddy bear material is kind of what scares me. I don't want to stain shit on that. I don't want anything, and not that I'm the cleanest person with my shoes, which is like, gotta clean them as soon as, nah, I really don't take care of my shoes like that, but I just don't, uh, I don't know if I want these to get wrecked, and especially that soon, want to have them looking pretty clean. Uh, same goes with the off-whites, though, because that cream color, man, you can kind of fuck that up really quick. And I, I learned firsthand experience with the whole Reebok uh, Club 70, I think those are called. Anyways, those shoes, cream color, super dope. Uh, they got trash, trashed so fast, and the cream just got brown at that point and not an attractive brown uh, that also goes without saying that I did take those out to a couple Sunday fun day occasions so that does play a role in that but regardless they could still get to a bad point ah so those are my concerns with the shoes uh, fours are bulkier heavier but ah I gotta go with the off-white four and this is solely without you know Quasar providing me with that shoe because that's terrific and everything but just going toe-to-toe um I just think they match with so much they look so clean you got a lot of lace options in that you got white laces black laces and these uh kind of pastel green laces in them they're great I think they look good on both genders really honestly and I always say it to girls kill it girls murk it and I'm not talking about the girls who you know biker shorts and Uniqlo shirt all the time I don't I don't really think that that's fashion uh per se I'm just I'm speaking in terms of every day I don't you know, okay, don't get on my head. I'm just saying. Guys also have their dumb outfits too. So I'm probably in that category with the basketball shorts and wearing shit like that. Okay, so I understand. Whatever. But girls have a lot of options when it comes to their bottoms more so than guys. And I think better than guys because guys try and pull off the cargo or the kind of goth look with their jeans or vintagey look and sometimes I'll pull it off and it looks really weird and you're like what the hell but girls can go vintagey with it they can go modern with it they can go sporty with it it's really just a dope sneaker and I love when both genders really get uh the best bang for their buck on a shoe so I definitely think the off-white four wins but honorable mention to the Grateful Dead because that is a standout shoe and I think within the next couple weeks we'll see more outfits more crazy shit with it but you 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 just can't go too crazy with it because then it takes away from the shoes and then it kind of makes you look like uh, a jerk nah just don't do that you got to base your outfit on the shoes. Don't, don't be like, oh, crazy shirt, crazy pants, crazy shoes. And then you look 
like you're a psycho. So no, don't do that. Don't be that guy who wears like paper, Gucci, crazy logos all over it. And yeah, don't do that. But anyways, yeah, so that's that topic. Picking the Off-White 4. And this is just uh, me signing off. We had that weird transition uh, noise instead of what I usually go with because I could not find it on the platform. I don't know. It was really weird. But either way, um, appreciate y'all tuning in. Hope y'all are safe. Love your family. Love your friends. Love yourself. Treat yourself nice and right. Crazy times. Always expand your knowledge. Do whatever you can to better yourself as a person. And like always, this is your boy Jay from Jaywalking the Podcast. Signing out. Peace out, guys. Be safe. Love y'all.